Hello and welcome to Two Guys Many Bad Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. And I'm your other host, Paul. And what did we watch this time, Paul? Today we watched Assassin's Creed, the movie. Yeah, the movie, the Michael Fassbender one. The one where uh, uh, it's about the Spanish Inquisition because, you know, nobody expected that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We had to get that joke out of the way. Sorry, Yeah, fellas. we had to, because it's just, like, it's too obvious. It's mm-hmm. way too bloody obvious. Yep. So, after watching this, I don't know if I, could, if I feel 100% right putting, putting this movie on our show, but I, I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I can't say it's good. Yeah, it's, like, it's not a great movie by any stretch, but... It was actually quite enjoyable to watch, but then again, I suppose, considering that one of the movies we watched was uh, 2012. Yeah. And we both fucking hated that movie and could not stand, like, it was in, it was unbearable to watch. Yep, that's going to be our punching bag, I think. I think, yeah, I think, like, any time we see a movie, we that's, like, the standard that we compare it to. Yeah, like, how did, it, bad. did it put it in as much pain, did it, did it put us in as much pain as 2012? Because if it didn't, then, then, is it... then is it really that bad? Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this but yeah, this movie it has a lot of problems, but it also has a lot of cool moments, which makes me which makes it kind of frustrating. Which I suppose means it does fit in here. Well, like the thing is, is that I feel as though it could have been a lot better, but it was nowhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be because I'd heard. Oh, I think I actually think, and I thought this a couple times when I was watching. That the fact that we both played the games. Yeah, that certainly helped. That actually helped because we knew, oh, we know what the Apple of Eden is. We know that it's to do with free will or whatever, like mankind's Mm -hmm. first disobedience. We know all that shit. We know all the the lore. We know what the Templars are. We know what the Assassins are. Yeah, but for people who are uninitiated into the game's lore, that's when it starts failing. Yeah, that's when it's like, what? Why do they want this thing? Like, where, where is this? what they just don't understand because it's like why why are they who are the good guys are the templars the bad guys are the good guys i mean you don't really i mean they do try and make it obvious that the templars are the bad guys yeah with certain dialogue choices that they decided to add in Mm -hmm. Um, yeah the writing's not great in this movie shocker yeah but one of the things though is that they, they try to they write it a couple, there's a couple lines where it's like, oh yeah, free will is bad. It's evil. Um, that's why people are bad. And so if we can <laughs> control everybody, get it? Because this is authoritarian. Uh-huh. If we can control everybody, nobody would be bad. Or violent. Or violent. Ooh, ooh. You, see, you see, that's that's kind of the whole point, is that yeah, it's meant on sort of authoritarian sort of free will bad the genetic code for free wills in the apple of eden blah 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 that's all part of the assassin's creed lore i believe i, I think mm-hmm. that's accurate i mean i know yeah. that the apple of eden has other powers as well in the games as well but yeah uh, i do remember reading that the movie is supposed to be canon to the games which I could actually buy into because it's a different assassin, a different time period. None of the games actually were set in the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, which um, makes which makes enough sense. So it is entirely plausible that this is canon to the games. Like that is entirely plausible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I actually I have to give them credit for it. They didn't try to fit a video game to a movie. Instead, what they did was they kind of tried to make a movie set in the same universe with the same sort of lore. Yeah, which as... is which is how you should do, or just adapt, or well, do its own thing instead of trying to adapt, you know, a simple game into a ninety-minute flick. It's kind of tricky. You can't really do that because then you lose. I mean, people have always always had discussions about. You know, why are movies based off video games bad? Why is it that the only good one that we've seen so far is fucking Sonic? And don't forget Detective Pikachu. Although oh, that's yeah, Detective a... Pikachu, but I, w- I would say that's very loosely based off the games. And also yeah. it has Ryan Reynolds. So uh-huh. there's that. Yeah, that's but, a plus. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's... Um, I mean, it does help that... I suppose it doesn't yeah. help actually that yeah. a lot of the movies back in the 2000s were directed by Uwe Boll or whatever the fuck oh, his name was. Yeah. That German fella who. Who was not a nice man. We'll just say that much. We might do some of his movies at some point, but I don't well, want to end up in a boxing match with him. That's okay. He doesn't, he doesn't make movies anymore. What does he live on his mansion? No, I think he's like a chef. Like legit. I might be wrong about that, but. <laughs> Could have sworn I remember reading that. Next episode of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> Uve Bowl. It's raw. <laughs> You're serving rotten food. No, it is just my own interpretation. No, you can't do that. Yes, I can. The I'll customer you. is always right, and then the customer goes, goes "Yeah, this food's rubbish." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tartar sauce. Where mm. is the lamb sauce? So- okay, you get the idea. You get yeah, the that's, idea. that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Let's actually get into the movie itself. And yep, kind of get we? into a little bit of the breakdown. Because um, mm-hmm. I've taken a f- quite a few notes yeah, I have on, to. on the film. So, it's it opens. We have the logos, of course. Uh, 20th Century yep. Fox. And, of course, the Ubisoft logo, which you is know, just... pretty fucking great. Yeah, it's neat. Um, we have sort of... A, I was I, I wrote down my notes that there's an exposition dump right near the beginning, but it's yeah, actually but... a very small expo- exposition dump. Yeah, it's a title crawl. Big one. It's just you know... like, it's kind of like in Star Wars, but shorter. It's just yeah. one thing. It's like, oh, this is, uh, and it's perfectly fine. You can do this because it's just, oh, and the Apple of Eden contains the code of free will or whatever. And um, uh-huh. the Templars are trying to get it so that they can eliminate free will and, and, and make it so that, People are more. Yeah, that's it, really. And yeah. I, I do appreciate it not being voiceover because I've seen some movies do that, like treating the audience like like they're idiots. Yeah, I think you know. Again, we mentioned this in a previous episode that it's perfectly fine to have like an exposition dump at the beginning because Lord of the Rings does that. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's not inherently wrong. Cinema sins. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, I also I also kind of took the age rating as a bit of a bad sign because it was like rated twelves instead of uh, something more harder. Yeah, yeah, because the games themselves tend to be like eighteen. Yeah, our M rated for our M-rated. American video American v- viewers here. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 the Assassin's Creed games are M rated games. They've got gore. They've got. Yeah. Although I actually remember some of the early ones, you could turn the gore off. Yeah, the blood off. I mean. Yeah, but uh, regardless, regardless, anyway, I don't think uh, the lack of blood or whatever, it doesn't really impact Assassin's Creed that much. 
the movie. Well, like. yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not fucking Mortal Kombat. That's not the main <laughs> gist of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should look at, maybe we should look at one of the Mortal Kombat things sometimes. Not the first movie because that's agreed to be pretty good. The second. Yeah, movie. like the first what? What the one that has? Yeah, that that infamous theme that people love. It's the second live action movie that people hate. <clears throat> Yeah, but the music, the score, like the original score here, sounds a bit like Radiohead. Because <laughs> it's like, no, it actually sounds like a Radiohead song. Because it's like, da, 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 da. Yeah. I, I know that's a Radiohead song. I can't remember the name yeah. of it because I'm not. I couldn't tell oh, you I either. Know. Sorry. I don't like Radiohead. But that's, that's what it sounds like. That's the music. Now, now, granted, this is actually probably one of my biggest gripes with this movie. Yeah. Is the music, but not for the reason you might necessarily think. Um, I don't have a problem when they start using, you know, pop songs or whatever, because one of the songs that shows up, the licensed music, um, which is literally, the first opening song is literally called Entrance Song. Yeah. That's I, the name of the song. Jesus. I actually I actually got a bit of whiplash when that first rock song came in, because I was like, wait, what's going on? This isn't really fitting, but then it goes to a time skip, and I was like, eh, okay, I'll accept it. Because um, the thing, the thing that you need to understand is that that's perfectly fine. I didn't have a problem with that. But the original score for this movie... Yeah? Pretty bad. Oh. And it's not... And look, the reason why I say it's bad is because there are these drones that show up over and over, like these sort of dissonant drones that just won't shut up. Yeah, I get what and you mean. It's like, okay, I get that they're trying to make it seem like tense and all that, but there's dialogue and the music is louder than the dialogue. I thought we were past this. <laughs> I thought this was only a problem that Maradonia had. Yeah, no. it's like it's taken the Sonic Adventure 2 route of audio mixing. Which, again, it would be fine. I feel as though there, there are many points where if I was doing the music for it, I'd be like, you know what, I wouldn't have music for this scene. Or I'd have music that's a bit less, a bit lower. Not that loud. Yeah. But, um... But uh, yeah, the first opening scene with like the assassins and uh, your man Aguilar or how do you... Aguilar? It's it's set in Aguilar. Spain, Spanish. Yeah, English, yeah. The first yeah the first scene set in Spain is actually pretty good. You know? Well, actually, most of the scenes that are set in Spain, especially the action scenes, yeah, has, they actually look really cool. Yeah, they're great. I love the authenticity in the costume work. Not just the authenticity, but also the fact that they do look like you could be playing them. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It looks as though it looks as though. If it were in the game, it's like, oh, I did that in the game. That actually is very accurate to the game. Yeah, and I like that they, uh, I like that they uh, managed to include the finger chopping as well. That was funny. Well, not oh, funny, yeah. but you know, just it's a cute detail for fans. The finger chopping. Oh, hold on. Which one was this? Yeah, that. W- yeah, that was in like uh, the very first Assassin's Creed. You know, for the hidden blade. Oh, oh, right. oh. Was that was that where I'm trying to remember now because I. Ha- been way too long i need to replay the first one because it's all right no it's just i thought it was cool that they uh that they brought that up so i thought that was like a gnarly little fact ah yeah there's actually a lot of really cool stuff in in relation to the games themselves yeah but uh but it's also a catch-22 because like if you don't if you've never played the games you have no fucking clue why (laughs) yeah exactly like i get assassin's creed is popular you know it still is despite what some people will say but 
Not everything. Yeah, I, I think the games, the, the, the franchise is in a much better place now once they decided to go all the way back to the past. Like the early, like when they decided, all right, we're going to do another, another one, but it's going to be set in ancient Greece and it's going to be set in ancient Egypt or whatever, you know, yeah, putting put games there. Yeah, but my point is, is, not, is that, you know, not every single person has played an Assassin's Creed game. So if they, if they hadn't heard of the games, but they saw a trailer for the movie and were like, oh, I want to see that. They'd be they'd be so confused. Yeah, that's like the main sort of problem. Yeah. But so after this scene, after this scene with the this really cool scene, we end up in 1986, I believe. Yeah, for some reason, and we see a kid fuck up a stunt on his bike, which made me laugh out loud. Yeah, it's like he fucks up the stunt, falls it on into modern day, close to modern day, sort of. Yeah. Leap of fate, like those hay bales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we should also we should also bring up that the intro kind of goes at like a breakneck speed for whatever reason. Yeah, it's kind of weird in that sense. Yeah, because we go from, uh, you know, an assassin opening scene to a kid fucking up on a bike to the kid going in to seeing his mom get killed by an assassin who's also his dad speaking Spanish backwards. Yeah, like what the fuck was that all about? That is, I actually, I actually, his mom looked like Cersei Lannister. Yeah. So I was like, finally, somebody killed Cersei Lannister. <laughs> Jesus, oh. she looked like Cersei Lannister to me. I don't yeah, know. but but for real though, that is like so much to take in for a general audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then like uh, these, you know, like the Templars show up. And you know it's them because they show a Templar symbol, but again, for general audience. If you don't know who the Templars are, you just think these are just some random goons showing up for no reason. Yeah, they just, yeah, this movie just throws you right into the bullshit, which I both appreciate and kind of hate. Uh, so, after this, we get cut to the modern day, like 2016, which yep. is when this movie was released. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Michael Fassbender in jail yeah, on his, death row. Yeah, his name is Cal, and he has some sick creepypasta fan art in his jail cell. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He has <laughs> he has all these uh, these weird these, like creepy drawings. It's like, like no matter where we go, the Slender Man eight pages seems to follow us. <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> but it's not just that; it's also these weird creepy faces and all this. Yeah, it's like <laughs> like jeez, dude, could you do anything else? And then a uh, Catholic priest shows it up and goes into the... Uh... Yep. Because, <laughs> like, hey, like, hey, do you feel bad for anything? You know, the uh, usual priest stuff. And he's like, don't worry, Mick, you're a bit too old for these for this priest. It's perfectly fine. He won't, he won't touch you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But, um, yeah. So then we find out he's getting lethally injected. And it's like, again, so much is happening in these first 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like, I think even at a certain point, while he's being lethally injected, he starts having this whole life flashing before your yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh. It's like, what? It's so weird. It's like, okay, okay, this is like a recap for the audience. Okay, we have no clue what just happened in the last yeah. 10 minutes. So here you go. Here's a minute long recap, or like less Here's than a minute long minute recap. minute long recap of that. Yeah, and I thought it was like, well, this is going to be a really short movie. But then then after a while, he conks out and he wakes up in this big white room. And he gets saved by a hot chick, so don't complain about that. Yeah, of course. He has a pretty good... I mean, he just got off death row for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. It's like... And yet, he got, he, he he's told that um, by... What's her name? Oh, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. I just refer to her as the hot chick. We're really, bad at, we're really bad at remembering names. 
Yeah, but I just I think it was like Carol or something. I think that was their name. Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I maybe. believe it was Carol. Yeah. Anyway, but, uh, you know, Cal, geez. our main dude, is like rightly confused because like, what the fuck happened here? And uh, the chick explains to him, "Oh, um, uh, you were on death row, and uh, we actually saved you at the last minute." But according to the whole government and everybody else, everybody else, you're dead. So yeah. you're completely, de- you don't exist anymore. You're just here now. Yeah. So he reacts appropriately and slumps off his chair. You know, he just falls to the ground and uh, slams into a door. Which again. But he, and he tries to get up. Yeah. Like me trying to get up to go for school, go to school. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, come starts... on, Aaron. <laughs> you're going to be late. Like, uh, yeah, and he's like, across the crowd. yeah, it's like, again, it's more unintended hilarity in this movie. And he's just trying to get up. He's trying to get go around the, um, you know, the Abstergo building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the building design is actually really cool. I like the... It does look really cool because for most of this movie, especially the stuff set in the Spanish Inquisition, there's a very sort of yellowish tint. Yeah. But the building, the Abstergo building, has a sort of bluish tint. Yeah. It was pretty neat. Which is, it's pretty neat, but... Uh, it kind of made me feel like I was watching Prometheus, though, especially with Michael Fassbender being there. And it said, oh, shit. It's, and he's told, he gets, he goes up to the, the, the... He's about to jump off, and he sees Madrid. We, we're told it's Madrid. Yeah. And, except it's very, very polluted, as it seems. There's, like, lots of smoke everywhere. Yeah, right. Re- re- I, hope, I hope real Madrid is not like that. Yeah, I heard real Madrid is quite nice. Can't go there now, but, eh, whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty good uh, football team. <laughs> Madrid is a place, you dum-dum. <laughs> I know, but there's a football team called Real Madrid. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, soccer team. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, whatever. Don't care, didn't ask. Back to movie. Uh, shit, it's... Ab- so I, I wrote, shit, it's Abstergo, because he's told that it's, that it's Abstergo. It's like, good luck knowing what that is if you never played the game. Yeah, and knowing their true intentions. Yeah, knowing that they're not actually good guys. <laughs> yeah, again, it's kind of a Captain Obvious thing if you played games, but... I, if you've never played the games, you're kind of just looking... Oh. You don't really know. Did now... I... Why am I watching he gets... this? He... he, he, he contemplates jumping but he doesn't jump he's yep. told by one lad who we find out later on is uh he said hmm? he said he was like dead for 200 years or oh some yeah shit. He was and like, i was like uh, is that just because yeah. he, he's been in the animus so many times that he now believes that he's the assassin that he was yeah. playing and he's like musai his name is musai i think Musa, yeah moose is something i don't i don't know but he tells him like go ahead jump you're not we're not prisoners here or whatever it's like yeah you know, we like uh, we like being here in this nice place. Smiley face. Yeah, but the problem, and we, we encounter this problem, he decides not to. Carol tries to save him. Um, and then he gets uh, knocked out with a dart. Yeah, that, yeah, that's how you treat your guests. Not prisoners. We're totally not prisoners, guys. We promise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, then they... He gets taken into the. Uh, he gets taken into the animus the, the room. Animus. Now, yep. now, the animus. At first, I was like, "Why are they doing this?" They, the, the animus looks completely different to the games. But over time, as I got to watch this movie more, I kind of realized 
yeah, this was actually probably the right decision rather than just having them him be unconscious in a bed yeah. or something. Yeah, I really liked how they depicted the animus here. It was... they, they depicted the animus. At first, I was like, this is not accurate to the games. This is a completely different animus to the one. Because in-game, it's just like a... It's, it's basically just like a sleeping yeah. kind of pod where you get injected in. It's a bit mm-hmm. like Inception. You know, yeah. you get injected in there or whatever. But I actually understand why they, they made it a bit more... You organic know, for a movie this and have the michael fassbender physically moving in the real world mm-hmm. in addition to being in the animus but have the animus sort of control where he goes and all that yeah i also i also think it makes sense for you know for abstergo to have different designs in different places yeah different than than the actual um than the assassins themselves mm-hmm. um although i am well aware that there is at least one Ass- is it assassin's creed rogue where you play as a templar Oh, right, yeah, I think that's a... There is one where you play as a Templar, which... Sounds neat. Okay. And then, of course, uh, in Assassin's Creed 4, you are in Abstergo, and yeah, they have a different animus. But, like, that, okay, perfectly fine. I get why they did this yeah. for the actual... I thought it was cool as shit, personally, from the very beginning. Yeah, well, no, I thought it was a bit weird because it was different, but then over time I was like, no, nah, this is actually a better way to do it for the movie because you actually... Because it kept cutting back to um, Abstergo yeah. looking and, and Carol and all that looking and, and scanning and making sure that everything's going well. And so they can also see what he's doing at it, the same time physically. It just, it just felt better to me. Yeah, same. Okay, so then uh, we get launched into the past and they show off this eagle for like the second or third time. I lost count. Yeah, but the thing with the eagle is that is integral to the lore of the games but if you're just watching this again as a casual viewer you're like why are they showing this eagle again yeah it's like come on fox and ubisoft it's not that cool yeah but (laughs) and it's like okay so we're back to madrid no wait no no (laughs) it it still looked like madrid in 2016 and then i was like no 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 No, wait it's actually yeah it's it's actually the it's actually the spanish inquisition yeah Um, again I, i really like how dynamic some of the shots were like of the battle you know. Yeah, the, the battle shots are really cool. And um, the problem is, though, you might have gone into this going, oh, the, these guys going to roast this movie. It's like, this is a yeah. harder movie to roast than all the other ones we've had to do. Yeah, because... Apart we... from maybe 2012, but then 2012 is like just a slog. Yeah. I remember I got to a point where I was like, I checked the time and I was already nearly an hour in. It's like, really? Because when I was watching 2012, the apocalypse hadn't even started yet. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I still think Assassin's Creed belongs here because I can't say it's like, I can't say it's a good movie, even even if I really enjoyed it. I I, I mean, it, it kind of feels as though it's the kind of movie that, you know what? This would have been great if this wasn't necessarily a big release, but if you got it, Along with an Assassin's Creed game, yeah, or if, if it, that makes or sense, or if it was like a direct to video thing or whatever, because I feel like those tend to be better well received because they're made exclusively for the fans. Yeah, it's like this is very much just a kind of like a kind of like a Final Fantasy movie or something, where it's just this is for the fans, this is for people who played the game, and and because I I genuinely think that if you enjoyed the games you're probably going to enjoy this movie more than the average Joe who just goes yeah. to watch the movie. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the movie's biggest problem, along with some uh, writing issues. There are some issues with poor writing, uh, particularly with regards 
to um, the way the, the, the way it's made ridiculously obvious yeah. that I mean that uh, the Templars are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They try to make it as obvious as possible because they look, oh, here's the genetic code for free will in in the apple and that's what they want they repeat that over and over and over again that Mm -hmm. they're going to get rid of free will so everybody's going to really conform to a particular worldview so you cannot think for yourself kind of thing and it's all that yeah sort of but um anyway back to uh this past scene which is really really fucking yeah again i I, I have i actually don't have any real notes for this apart from one joke that i made yeah which was a bit later on in the scene. Yeah, but um, one thing I will say is that I really appreciate that in the past history scenes, none of the characters speak English. They speak in their native tongue. They song. speak actual Spanish. Yeah, I found that really commendable. That is that is really cool because even though... I mean, wasn't that an option? You could actually make Ezio speak Italian. Yeah, I believe even so. In the, I believe so. That, I think that was an option where you could have everyone speak Italian yeah. in, in those games as well. And it kind of it made it feel much more authentic, and it didn't feel out of place. Like it didn't feel as though this was some kind of. Yeah, I feel. I mean, I mean... Yeah, I feel like especially with the video game adaptation, they could have easily went with the uh, oh, they're speaking English, and it's just the animus tra- translating it. But no, they went with the, you know, they went with the native tongue, and I found that commendable. Yeah, that's actually it's it's what's really cool, and and uh, so. What's her name? Again, the the assassin yeah. Alec, Allegro or whatever. No, uh, Aguilar, I think. Again, we're... Aguilar. Yeah, again. And his and his lover, his love interest, who is played by the. I think she's played by the one who plays what's her name in Game of Thrones. Hmm. Neat. Um, the fella, the the, the uh, lover of the fella who gets his eyes gouged in. Owie. <laughs> and then his skull crushed. It was nasty shit. Nasty. Yeah. Yeah, and we see this, like, absolutely sick air assassination, and then I wrote down... He actually looked really cool. Yeah, and then I wrote down, like, should this movie even be on this show? Because <laughs> this is, this is like, I was trying to figure out... I, I, I had a sort of almost existential crisis when I was watching this at a certain point, because I was thinking to myself, you know, is this, this pe- is actually kind of a good... kind of, Not good, but it's enjoyable. It's like, should this even be on the show? Could this... Should, should we even do do this episode? I mean... Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think the only I think the only complaint I have with this past scene is like near the finale of it where uh Aguilar like he shoots out a hook to save this boy falling from a cliff and it looks pretty silly. Yeah, do- that does look pretty silly. Um and I don't actually know why he got pulled out from that. But I do have one joke because there's a pr- certain point I want to say this. Yeah. There's a certain point where um, they they end up on a desert track and mm-hmm. it's like on the horse and oh, carriage. Oh yeah. And I said we interrupt the Assassin's Creed to bring you Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Jesus. Specifically the mission liars, cheats, and other proud Americans, the one that everybody hates that I beat in one try Woo. and didn't understand why people hate it. Oh. And then on the other hand, all the other missions that everybody finds easy, I'm like, oh, this is so hard. <laughs> well, aren't you just an epic gamer? Yeah, well. So then we, uh, so then we go back into the real world, and it's like it feels so much more boring in comparison. Yeah, the, the, like when when it when it well, well, you say the real world. What you yeah, really need I, is yeah, the I present think, day. Yeah, present day. It's whatever. Replaying the memories. Yeah, present day. My bad. From genetic line. Yeah, but I, which th- you kind of have to buy into. I know some people would find that hard to buy into, especially 
if you know like the hard science of memories and all that. Yeah. But you know what? It's that in the games. That's the whole point of the games is that you're replaying the memories of past generations. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And I suppose with the uh, the present day stuff being much more boring, I suppose it's like it really is an accurate ad- adaptation of the games. Then. Oh yeah, that's true. Because nobody likes the present day bits in it. Everybody just wants to be in the animus. Yeah, exactly. Except for one. I remember in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, I quite liked being able to go out into what's it, Matagori or whatever the place is that used to in by exiting the animus and just going around there. But by then, the bleeding effect meant that Desmond was able to do all the shit that uh, Ezio was able to yeah. do. Okay, so then, uh, like, Carol's dad. I can't remember his name either. Carol's dad, who looks like Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, he's he's given a speech to... To the Elder Gods or some shit. The, not the Elder Gods, like, just the Elders. Yeah, I know, I was just making Templars. it. I know, I was just joking around. Um, and he's talking about how, oh, if we get rid of free will, free will is bad. That's yeah. what we, we say. We say free will is bad. And they just constantly, they're talking about how, oh, if we make everybody conform to that, uh, to this in this speech. I half expected the speech to just go, authoritarianism is good. Free will <laughs> is stupid. Yeah, fucking conformists, I swear to God. That's what it is. It's just like... Oh, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so then... After this, we see Cal, like, uh, he kind of has these hallucinations. Yeah, the bleeding effect comes in sooner than the apocalypse in 2012. I checked. It's like half an hour into the movie. And the bleeding effect, no, I understand why. Because when you're you're playing a game, the bleeding effect doesn't really show up until later on. But I thought it came, showed up a bit sooner than expected. Yeah. And like, uh... Sorry. Sorry for yawning. I'm I'm so tired. But, um, yeah, Cal starts going a bit nuts. And he starts attacking some Abstergo members. And he's like, I feel different now. <laughs> and again, it's just, it's more laughable dialogue. It's, it's bad. It's poor, poorly written. A lot of this movie is pretty poorly written. Yeah. In a sense. Now, now, keep in mind, the whole thing with poorly written, it's not like an objective science. It's just, it's hard to kind of, it's not believable. That's maybe yeah. what we're trying to say. Um, there's a lot of, poor, at one point, um, when he's fighting, yeah. Uh, yeah, fighting all he, these. He gets. Bits. He starts singing on. Oh yeah, that fucking moment. That fucking moment where he starts singing that, and then he gets dragged back into the animus. Yeah, it feels like something out of a Deadpool movie almost. Yeah, and there's a scene where there's a scene a bit before where they're talking about violence being hereditary and like a oh genetic thing. Yeah, I found that hilarious. Because like the thing that like kind of that almost pissed me off in a way because I'm thinking, oh god, this is going to be like eugenics. Oh, no. It's going to be like eugenics. It's like, all right, so getting rid of free will, that means that we have to rewire other people's personalities yeah, like, so that Jesus they don't Christ. do what they want to do. Because that's what... Because like, it's like, ugh. Yeah. I should, also, I should also mention another one of my favorite parts where, like, Cal is fucking choking Carol to the wall. Do you remember that part? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and then afterwards, he just... After he lets go, he just says, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yes, yeah. it played. It played out. <laughs> I, I don't. Th- I don't think that was in the script. I think Michael Fassbender just said that, and they're like, "Keep that in." Yeah, and it's like it keep played. That in, it's... It played like a scene from Archer. I found it great. Just keep that. Keep that scene in. Yeah, it's like it's too funny. Um. Okay. So, uh, uh, and so he gets. He goes in. 
He's going to have his food. It's like an apple. But instead of getting an apple, they go. And again, just in case you didn't realize that this whole taking away free will thing is bad, in case you didn't realize that. Yeah. We have the two characters both say the same line. Um, all the food here is good, but we particularly recommend the chicken. And another character says the same thing. It's like, yeah. oh, get it? They're conforming. They Do don't have a get personality it? anymore. Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> yeah. And then... Um... So he... They, and so he get he's gonna get a steak, but before he gets a steak, there's like an apple, and he's about to eat it. Because I, again, I yeah. don't think this was in the script. I think Michael Fassbender's <laughs> just like, "Ooh, juicy apple! I want to eat it." They were starving this man. <laughs> they were starving him clearly. How could they? But um, yeah, so the so we get the public before before we get there. Though he gets dragged in, singing "I'm crazy" after beating up some other Abstergo guys. Yeah, because he's hallucinating fighting the assassin that he was playing yeah, as. I, yeah, I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was going to kiss his reflection at one point. Well, it's Michael Fassbender. Yeah, what, yeah, wouldn't be out of character for him. I, I'm not saying he's arrogant. What I'm saying is he's no, no. He's, I'm he's like a hunk. He's a hunk. So I, like, I was very more, clearly. No, I was more making a reference to Alien Covenant, but whatever. Okay, I didn't actually realize that was. Yeah, I'm an Egypt. I'm an Egypt. It's okay. It's so, okay. So he's get he gets put in and he's told, um, and here's a fun 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 little thing. He was told earlier that the assassin in question that he was playing as was executed along with his wife by pub being publicly burned, and that was like a manipulation tactic Abstergo did because they knew that he didn't and that he would actively fight against that. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool because then we get to the public execution uh, where... Again, where everything looks cool as shit. <laughs> and they're about to be burnt at the stake, but Fassbender actually breaks out, he escapes and he saves everyone. And that's what he was supposed to do, even though he was told otherwise. Yeah. That's so, not... like, that's kind of, like, that's kind of the thing where they were trying to synchronize the memories and get him to actually play exactly the way it was. And that was really, really cool scene. I don't have many notes yeah. on this scene because it's just re- a really cool yeah, Sebastian it was, sequence. Yeah, it was genuinely awesome. And I think what's really cool is that this isn't a um, a Michael Bay type where there's explosions everywhere. It's actually just really well choreographed fight stunts. scene. That, it's stunts that look really cool, that look like they could have been in the game. Like, it looks as though... Yeah. I mean... I, I wrote in my notes this I could be playing this. This yeah. this is the kind of thing that could be playable. Yeah, not to mention the hardcore parkour. Oh yeah, the, the hardcore parkour, all the yeah, uh, but um stuff that Yeah. But uh now that you bring it up, maybe maybe some people felt like the movie was a bit too gamey in a way. Yeah, like it was too it was trying to be a game when it very clearly is a movie. I, I get that. Yeah. But Again, it's just we didn't have we personally didn't have problems with that because it just looked cool as shit. Well, yeah, because we're just well, I can't speak for you, but I'm just an idiot who likes shiny things, so it's like ooh, shiny. It's like what? What? what, what why? How could I complain about that? Yeah, exactly. But uh, so he gets up to the top, but he actually he's about to do the leap of faith, but he screws it up. Yeah, and then he starts having a fucking seizure. Yeah, he actually, it's a complete desync. Like, he yeah. died in the Animus, but then he, he, he has this, like, he fucking freaks out. Yeah. It's not what happens in in games. That's usually you just respawn. Yeah, but again, gotta change things for the movie. Well, you gotta add stakes. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have stakes, then it's not really a thing. 
Yeah, and then they uh, then they stick the man in a fucking crucifix underwater. It's so weird. Yeah, it's. I guess it's meant to like get rid of his um, paralysis. paralysis, but he's still paralyzed from the waist down for the ne- in the next for the next few minutes, and then he's back to normal, of course. Yeah, and then like one of the it's like one of the guys comes in saying, "Oh, we're sorry, we caused you any discomfort." You temporarily paralyzed a man. That's not discomfort. That's no, no. He torture. says, "Sorry if yeah if caused you discomfort." It's like the "I'm sorry that you were hurt" kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like I'm not sorry I did a bad thing. I'm sorry you experienced the bad yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just basically, just basically, they were like, "Oopsie, whoopsie, we made a fucky wooky." So he comes in, right? So, th- yeah. so Jordan Peterson comes in. Uh-huh. And tells and tells him about oh um also your dad was a murdering assassin and all that bullshit yeah they were all murderers and yeah. uh, this is a assassin's blade here's the hidden blade um I'm just gonna leave this here for no reason also your dad is here yeah um, so uh, somewhere in this room so, so see if so, you, you can know. find him no have fun so with he leaves. that <clears throat> and also just just uh just yeah I haven't been paying attention Jordan yeah. Peterson is Carol's dad yep. He's the hot chick's dad. Uh-huh. So, in, yeah. Um, but Cal, he looks around. He tries to find his dad. He can't really tell which one is his dad until he finds his dad, who's played by, of all people, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, that was really fucking weird. That was really fucking weird. I'm like, what, what is Brendan Gleeson doing here? Yeah, exactly. Like, that is so weird to me. Like, why is he here? But, uh, and then he, he explains again that uh, the apple of Eden, which everyone's looking for, contains a genetic code for free will, and that what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so that everybody conforms and no longer has free will and no longer does whatever they yeah. want. And, you know, just in case you didn't get it. Yeah, it's it basically, it's just, it's just basically, the way I see it, it's, kind of, it's just an order versus chaos kind of thing with assassins actually representing chaos and the Templars representing order. What I thought was always really cool about the Assassin's Creed games is that they portrayed the Templars as the bad guys, and they are the guys who always seek for order. Because we we generally see order as the good and chaos yeah. as the bad, but like mm-hmm. having it flipped and having it made it and it was made very believable in the games because it wasn't as heavy handed as this. Yeah. Uh, but even still, I get that people. I don't know. It's it, it was kind of dumb. So he explains that, and he's about to kill his dad, but he doesn't. Yeah. Or does he? No, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't. No, he doesn't kill his dad, and the dad also says, uh, "You're your mother's son," which I found like really weird. It's like, okay, not yeah. Quite... He's his daughter's sister's brother. What? Yeah, you what? mean he's just, he's just like it's just it's just a really complicated way of saying something. Yeah, it's like I I'd imagine that on a maths question. Exactly, he's his brother's sister's son. Simplify this. Yeah, and he's uh... his son. <laughs> yeah, and Cal makes a line about killing the Creed, which I took as him trying to kill the series. Killing the what? Is he just gonna like go to Ubisoft and just like yeah. obliterate yeah. Ubisoft? Yeah, I'm gonna fuck up this movie so bad you'll have to kill the series. But thankfully, it didn't kill the series. Yeah, thankfully. Um, but uh, so what happened? Uh, what happens? Yeah, uh, he goes back. That... In, he goes back into the Animus. 
He goes back in, but he goes in with the intention of actually giving the Templars the apple because it's the opposite of what the assassins want. Because he hates yeah. the assassins because they killed his mom or something. Because mm-hmm. his dad killed his mom. I don't know. It's yeah. it's kind of confusing as to why he's against the assassins at the moment. Other than the fact that he's in the middle of Abstergo and all that. Yeah. And I don't know. He wa- no, he wanted to be cured of being violent because he kept yeah. going, oh, I have all these violent tendencies because I murdered some people. Yeah. And that's why I was on death row. Mm-hmm. And he was told violence is a hereditary thing, and if we get the apple, we'll take away free will, so you you are no longer violent. We'll have complete control over you. Which, look, even if I were a murdering, I find that a bit fishy. Like I'd be uh-huh. like, nah, nah, I don't, nah, nah, fam, don't want to be, don't want to be controlled by you. What are you gonna do? Sorry, like, free free will rules, man. It really does. But uh, going back to the. Uh, Going back to um, to the, the animus, he yep. goes back in the animus. He goes in with the purpose of trying to find the apple again. Another awesome action sequence that mm-hmm. we don't really have many, yep. many, not too many complaints here. Not too many complaints. It actually looks like a mission from the game where he's going across the roofs trying to hide. It looks like one of those missions where you have to like follow somebody and hide on the roof so that they don't see you. And it, it felt really cool because it was like, oh, I, I, I played that mission in Assassin's Creed 2. I remember that one. Yeah. Because it wasn't, obviously, because Assassin's Creed 2 is, takes place in the Renaissance. This takes place in the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah. You have to get that. But what's really odd is that towards the end of the sequence, they're like, oh, that's where it is. He hid it in, like, Christopher Columbus's burial place. Mm-hmm. Where Christopher Columbus is buried. Okay, so we're going to go and do that. And I don't really have any other notes on the sort of the ending. Yeah. Because I found it to be a bit underwhelming. Yeah, the like, ending was kind of lame. It was really lame. Because basically what happens is, Abstergo finds the apple. the apple. And it looks like they've won. But then... Then a bunch of Michael Fassbender has like a change of heart because all the rest of the folks there rebel. Yeah. Against I, I guess Abstergo. he's really I guess he's really easily swayed. And he's like it's he's like the easiest guy. He just went on Reddit and it's like uh Assassins are the bad guys, changed my mind. And he just got his mind changed after the first comment. Yeah. You know, you do make some good points. Free will is a good thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna give you Reddit goal out of my own free will. <laughs> and uh or, or, or better yet, authoritarianism is... Uh, free will is good. Authoritarianism is stupid. Give no. me Reddit gold. Give me Reddit gold. It's like, oh yeah, he just flipped the, se- the sentence around. Yeah. And I, get, and I, I actually agree with that now. So yeah. No, he, no, someone just told him that authoritarianism, authoritarianism was cringe, bro. Well, well, it is, though. Yeah, like, it is. Like, in real well, life. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a libertarian either, but I, I do lean more towards like having individual freedoms and shit i like liberal societies you know fuck fuck me for liking you know some some degree of freedom society but uh yeah we don't really have much to say about the ending because it just kind of goes back to the breakneck speed pace. It goes back to breakneck speed and um yeah cal but... kills um jordan peterson yep after he after he gave off the coolest light show with the apple of eden and then there's just yeah. Then there's just a bunch of assassins everywhere. I mean, remember the Apple of Eden? How like it drains your health, and then like you yeah. can kill people with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, but the and, light uh, the light show was cool though. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, then what happens? They get the apple, and they they. I pull... don't even know what happens, and they just follow, and they just go somewhere. Yeah. 
I, I think it's supposed to be sequel bait, but I'm pretty sure the sequel got cancelled. I actually wouldn't mind if they did make a sequel. Yeah, I wouldn't mind either. I wouldn't mind it, because as, as even though I wouldn't consider this a good movie by any stretch, because like, there's poor writing in, in a various points there's uh-huh. there's there's a lot of sort of boring moments in the real in the in the modern day mostly mm-hmm. the good shit is all i mean the, the action sequences are very well choreographed the effects are good the the acting isn't bad for the most part um it's not particularly great but it's not particularly terrible mm-hmm. there's some dumb lines lines like you know i see this i see this as being a less entertaining Star Wars Episode Three, in a way. I mean, it's it's kind of got those same writing issues where there's like some really unintentionally hilarious lines. Yeah, but it's not it's not quite as flashy or as entertaining as uh, Episode Three, which is like the one prequel that I'll always defend because I'm like, hey, yeah. it's a fun watch. <laughs> it's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a fun watch as well, and I I gotta admit. When I saw the two hours, I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna yeah. be, this is gonna be bad." But yeah, you I know did what? too. It went by a hell of a lot quicker than twenty twelve. For sure, for sure. Twenty twelve was again. That's like our standard for like the worst of the worst. If, yeah. if a movie is, if we ever say a movie is worse than twenty twelve, yeah, that is when you know it's bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, even Maradonia is not as bad as that. Mm-hmm. And Maradonia, I would say Maradonia is. I w- maybe objectively worse in terms of its production value, but well, fuck it. It's, it's funny. War- it's funny. 2012 was the least enjoyable time I'd seen a movie. I'd had, I'd watched a movie in a hell of a long time. It's absolutely miserable. It's a miserable time. So that just about wraps up Assassin's Creed, uh-huh. which was a lot more enjoyable than, uh, than either of us were expecting. That neither of us were expecting. We, neither of us expected it to be particularly enjoyable. But here, here it was. It was kind of, it was kind of a fun watch. In it wasn't great. It was. It's still a bad movie in terms of, yeah, in, in some sense. But it's not a. But it's a movie that has value. It has value because yeah. I could see somebody enjoying it. Yeah, and I'd say other than us, I could see people yeah. enjoying, it. especially if you played the games and you you know yeah. about the lore, you get more out of it than your average. Movie yeah, cinema goer. I, yeah, I'd certainly say it's better than uh than the first Doom movie. Yeah, but even the first Doom movie had those cool moments. Um, yeah, like uh, it's just I found it's just I found Doom to be a lot more boring. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and it also had way more unlikable characters. Well, yeah, I mean, they made me just like The Rock. Yeah, it's in, like how how do you like, even how can do you, that? How can you dis- how can you even make The Rock unlikable? He's like, look, he's like, look, The Rock is a badass, but he's also a teddy bear. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's this badass guy, but he's also, like, extremely kind-hearted and really, really friendly and all that shit. He's, like, a really good person. Yep. Joey actually did the test. He did the Pottermore test. He turns out he's a Hufflepuff the whole time. Nice one. That, that no one was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like, people still make fun of Hufflepuff, but, uh... Even still. Yeah, just be like me and don't get involved with any Harry Potter stuff because I'm cool and epic. Yeah, well, anyhow. Uh, so what What movie do you... I mean, I, I know... I, I have an idea for a movie we could do next week, but I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a different idea? Well, I want to hear your idea first, and then I'll give you my idea. Well, because oh, this is the first time we have a decision to make. Yeah. Funny, because the movie I was going to pick was Rock. 
it's your decision. Ooh, boy. That, that was a complete accidental <laughs> yeah, segue yeah. there. <laughs> nice one. You know, I think we can I think we can wait on my decision until the week after. What do you think? Ah, yeah, excellent. So next week we'll be watching Rockets Your Decision, our second propaganda movie <laughs> about why rock music is a tool of Satan. Yeah, wait until these guys find Christian out. Christian rock notwithstanding. Yeah, no wait until you fu- no wait until these guys find out about Mick Gordon. Oh shit. <laughs> the oh are- yeah, speaking of which, oh that like he's a legend, Mick yeah, Gordon. He is the guy who did the sign. Yeah, I I, I do really want to get Doom Eternal. Yeah, well, but uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, again, we're kind of we're kind of going on a tangent here. But do uh, you have Doom Eternal? I do. I've beaten it already. Awesome. No, just in case of is it good? Yes, it's fantastic. Is it better than the first? I'd say so, but there's a definite uh di- sequel difficulty spike. Ah, uh, so it's a bit harder. Alright. Yeah. Well, some people I did I do recall some people complaining that the first one or twenty sixteen one was a bit too easy. Yeah, so I guess. Although, like I, I was able to beat it on hurt me plenty. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was able to beat it on medium, then you know it's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, I think that's enough video game talk. We'll see you. We'll see you guys next week with Rock. It's your decision. Peace. Peace.